0: And now the SleepHawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Stait and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the SleepHawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog uh, with the Big Hawk. We're starting out with some breaking news that won't be breaking by the time you listen to this. But uh, as you probably saw, the millions of you that are following out there on Instagram and just sliding in our DMs, Tiger Woods has been in a pretty bad wreck. And hopefully by the time this thing goes live, we'll realize that it wasn't as bad as we thought it is. But it doesn't look good
1: yeah keeping tiger uh in our thoughts right now um, but uh, this is gonna be a great episode this is what we've been waiting for hometowns what's going on we uncover it all great episode a lot of drama we're gonna talk basketball everything great episode
0: yeah we're gonna go uh with a big hawk here who's basically famous at this point again uh, for his just uh just just all inspiring performance in the northeastern game behind the mic I like to think guy gotta start here the sleephawk worldwide podcast show the world what he could do uh we had a pretty decent look against Louisville and the game that followed and then of course like you know we know what you came for a hometowns uh boy we got not only with a hometowns great uh on TV but the backstory the sleephawk worldwide behind the scenes backstory from last night's episode uh is just worth waiting for so before we dive into all that, though, true to form, we're going to make you wait for the good stuff. Tyler, tell us about how uh, your experience in the Northeastern game broadcasting your first game for ACC, Extra, 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 Extra 12. Yeah, so um,
1: listen, I'm not sure if I'm going to get an Emmy or uh, an Oscar for that performance, but it was a good icebreaker. Um, you know, the Big Hawk felt comfortable, and once he got in the saddle and kind of put his, put his head back and just said, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to call it as it is. I started I felt good behind the mic definitely and I felt like a seasoned vet um I kind of felt like what uh Picasso felt like when they just gave him a canvas and said go definitely and um so I definitely went out <laughs> there and uh You know, I could see myself doing that more.
0: You did a great job, man. It was really funny in the early stages. We were listening to the game. We were watching the game. while Our group was, you know, uh, anxiously, you know, uh, checking it out. And there were a couple times where the play-by-play guy, I don't forget what you know his last name. His first name was Kyle. and um, You know, I think he's kind of probably a a, a, – I don't know that I've ever heard him call a game. And one of the things he wasn't doing well early on – was, I mean, dude, you clearly haven't done this before. It's new new territory. And he wasn't doing a great job. I didn't think of like basically like looping you in and like like trying to fit, you know, g- kind of hold your hand a little bit. And it was like saying a lot of open ended statements. And then it was just like these 10 second pauses. And we were all kind of laughing. And then towards the second half, yeah, it was great. The best part was Twitter. Uh, <laughs> we should have probably pulled down some tweets here, which I might do before we get out of here. But, uh, I mean, dude, the reviews were great, and I thought, especially in the second half, man, you really, uh, you really settled in, and I think most of the feedback was about your analysis. And then, you know, there was some just as the internet is prone to do. It was uh, there's some great, great uh, humor coming out of it too.
1: Yeah, I had a great time uh, laughing at everyone that with their comments. I love the I love getting roasted, and I always think it's funny what people can come up with and what they can say. Um, you know the. Kyle did a good job, I thought. Um, You know, it was his first game of the year, so I thought he was really excited about that. And obviously, it's my first time ever ever doing the color for a game, which uh – was uh, open my eyes up to something new, and maybe I do something later down the road once basketball is officially off the table, and I start looking at job opportunities. But I had a good time. Uh, I will say the game was a little slow. Um, I talked to um, one of my best friends and one of our number one haters, uh Preston Puckett, uh, before the game, and I just said, "Man, I don't want to go in this this game and and call it if someone's going to drop forty on us." and uh, I'm going to have to sit here and watch a do the color for a barn burner with Northeastern and UNC. And um, that damn Walker kid had 21 at halftime, and I was like, oh, God, here we go. He's going to have 40 on us. Kind of like you had said, sleep. There's always somebody that comes out and has the best game of their life against UNC. You can put your money on it. If we play kind of a smaller team not a lot of people have heard about, Someone's coming out of the gates, hey, I'm in the D-Dome. I'm on the stage. Uh, now, I'm not sure ACC Network, uh, 470,000, uh, is going to really put you on the map. But, hey, you know ESPN is going to cover that game a little bit. So he came out in the first half and was just scorching us. And, uh, obviously, we put him away in the second half. And it was really fun really exciting. But I love getting roasted. Uh, I will say one uh, text message I got from was from my absolute best friend. Bobby Frazier. And, uh, he asked me if I smoked wheat before the game. And I said, no, Bob, uh, why in the hell would I do drugs before I do, uh, the color? And, and there was no follow-up to that. And so I said, well, did I do a good job or not? And, uh, no, he just, he said, no, you just seem mellow. And I just, in my mind, I was like, Okay, well you don't just text me if I did drugs before I did color and not follow up with like hey you seemed a little more mellow but you sounded good. No, I was a little nervous from the get but I'm, you know, like you said, second half I felt comfortable I was right in the saddle and uh ready to go.
0: Dude, the the play-by or not the play-by play, just the breakdown of the offense, man. Yeah, it was good. It was uh some of the comments like yeah. The the um You know, people are harsh on on Twitter and that sort of shit, but dude, you did fine. And uh, if if the ACC knew it was good for it, uh, not only would they invite you back, but they'd invite me to come too, or they'd put you with Bill Walton and the fucking world would implode, um, which would be just phenomenal. You wouldn't have to say shit because that guy could talk to the center block wall for six and a half hours speaking of doing uh doing weed before you go on uh you just don't ride to the stadium with him and you should be all right yeah
1: i think we would somebody would have to loop me in um <laughs> on that on that uh that game but that would be definitely interesting that would be something to see but i would like to see mean old mean old sleep and call the games uh let us know what you think maybe there's a way we can get a radio station going and just do our own commentary, and you guys can tune into us. If it's something that you liked, and it's something that we're legally able to do, let us know. Me, me, and big sleep. We'll get behind the mic whenever yeah. we give. We're you know we're for the people, so we'll you know let us know if this is what you want done.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's at least one lawyer out there that uh, you know shot us a couple messages here and there. Let us know if it's legal for us to like sit down and just like literally be like, hey guys, we aren't at the game. Um, we're watching it on t v just like you are, but we're gonna call it the way we think it should be called, and you know how in the hell you're gonna like dub that over the actual game you know it's probably an issue uh how we're gonna actually get it live like like actually have it happen while the game's going on, another issue that we haven't really thought of, but true to form, like we don't think we just shoot, and I mean what comes out is usually just. You know, Stuff of Legend, and that's what we're here for. Um, and, you know, speaking of Stuff of Legend was the performance that followed Tyler's uh, Louisville. Dude, I think he just motivated the game. I mean, we blew the doors off of those guys.
1: Yeah, we looked as good as we've looked uh, all year. Um, it could have been that Louisville hasn't played a game in forever. Uh, Louisville's got a COVID crisis that no one can figure out. Um But, yeah, it was a a great game for UNC. Dayron played unbelievable. Everybody played unbelievable. I think Walker uh, came in, gave us some good minutes. I don't know if anybody noticed, but Walker changed his hairstyle up for the game. Thought he looked great. Um, Thought he looked great on the court. Um, But... uh, yeah, so I, I, it's it's good to see us kind of catching our uh, stride at the right time. Like I said, we're going to be a second-half uh, team, and we're starting to come along. I really like what I see out of our bench. Uh, also, I think we're getting contribution every other night. Uh, Dayron's coming off the bench playing well. We're seeing uh, Playtech actually come in, give us spot minutes. And the one thing I will say is, like, fans have been really hard on Playtech. Listen, we don't need Playtech to come in there and score. We just need him to provide us with a spark. Um, defensively, not turn the ball over, make easy buckets, and then occasionally knock down an open shot. I think where people get a little uh, upset with playtech is when, you know, they demand so much from him and provide like, oh, we want Playtech to come in off the bench and give us that score. No, we don't want that. Um, I think he's kind of finding his role. And he's going to be important whether people believe this or not. And then people are going to say, you're crazy. But he's going to be important piece going down this stretch. If we want to make a tournament run, we've got to have people come in off the bench and provide uh, an X factor. And I'm not saying that's going to be play tech every game. But if he can come in provide just a little spark uh, every few games down this stretch – where we're trying to make the tournament or deep in the tournament, I think it's going to really make a difference. Now, obviously, Dayron's playing extremely well off the bench. I think he's a key player. I don't think he can be an X factor. I think he is a key player. I think Armando's a key player. I think Armando, we expect him to contribute, uh, give us something every single night. Dayron, we expect to see him every single night. Um, I would say Caleb is an every single night guy. Um, Garrison, uh, I think he could be in every single game, uh, every single game person. But I think if he plays within himself and doesn't force things, I think he plays a lot better. Um, but yeah, it's good to see them come along. What do you
0: think, Sleep? Yeah, I think uh, Playtech is an upperclassman. You know, and mm-hmm. in, in college basketball. Upperclassmen matter. And you see it every year when these teams go to the Sweet 16 and they got a bunch of nobodies, but they're all juniors and seniors. I mean, Playtech is a guy that's like, you know, one of the, would be a great player on one of those teams. And yeah, he's not a likable guy. He's kind of the guy that everybody, but he, you know, he, he's turned, he's turned to me at least from one of the players that, has a tendency to be a little skittish and unpredictable to have at least having a lot more composure. And and you talk about playing within himself. Like he really knows his game and his limitations. He's not afraid to shoot. He hits open shots. And then he takes people off the dribble, which makes him respect his shot. And, you know, he's not going to drive. He's not going to dunk on anybody. He's not going to be a, you know, most electrifying player on our team, but he brings, uh, you know, a semblance of, of normalcy to a, to a young team. And you know he's somebody that you can get dependable minutes out of, and I think that's really going to matter. See, Caleb Love is coming along like, you know, he's really starting to become the Caleb Love that he thought he would. Dayron, when he's on, he's on; it's over. Uh, Garrison is is you know Garrison is Garrison. You see him flashes. You just need more consistency out of him. Mm-hmm. I think he'll 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 really do himself. Uh, a good service to stay another year, and the thing that kills me is these free throws. Like you just cannot miss these this many free throws. Is in the Garrison tournament. a senior? Garrison is a senior, but, but they got the come five back. year, yeah, the yeah, extra year back COVID, COVID thing. All right. So hopefully, you know, I don't, I don't honestly anticipate him not unless he has an offer maybe overseas somewhere to play. But uh, love the guy, just needs a little bit, uh, you know, get a few breaks going his way. But yeah, I like the, I like the way we're going. Kerwin Walton, dude, that guy is. By far my favorite player on the team. Probably everybody's. Yeah, I'm glad you brought
1: him up because he is an every single guy, every single night guy now. Uh, he is a major contributor and he has provided what this team has desperately needed and that is like a knockdown three-point shooter. Hell, he might be the best shooter in the ACC right now. He is playing unbelievable. Um, humble kid, puts the work in and I'm, I'm glad to see kids like him get rewarded for the effort, the work, and it's always good to see it pay off. Everything that he's gotten, he's earned. He hasn't he hasn't been the most uh, highly recruited. He hasn't had the biggest expectations, but what he has done, he's put the work in and he's earned every single thing. And in this in this day uh, that we live in, uh, where a lot of people feel entitled to things, Kerwin went out there and put the work in, old school, earned his minutes, worked his way up through practice, wasn't playing a lot in the beginning, came in Did what he did and kept building off of that, and I'd love to see that. Yeah, you're right. He's one of my favorite players as
0: well. Yeah, I hope Inside Carolina is the place this came from because I'm about to give them credit for it, but they posted a great – Quote from him on Instagram after the game that basically talked about how you know proud he is to play at UNC and it was just man it just made you love the kid even more he's like super humble super appreciative of the opportunity and you know he's giving it back for all of us you know like we're the ones that should be enjoying what he's doing because he's fun to watch and he's he's so composed and poised like you can tell he's just nothing rattles him. He's never, it almost seems like he never makes a mistake of which of course he does. I'm sure. But like, he just always seems to be in the right place at the right time. And buddy, if he catches the ball, like forget it, it's in. And, uh, you know, he's, he's playing really, really well. And somebody that I'm really eager to see grow as a player over his tenure in the program. I think he's a freshman of the week this week. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, He's got nowhere to go but up. That's for sure, and he's got a long, long way before it looks like he hits the ceiling. Especially if he can get in over the offseason, bulk up a little bit, and uh, and refine some other elements of his game. But uh, somebody that uh, probably also needs to refine a few elements of his game is our boy Matt. Um, you know all of that. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you for thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, as Matt likes to say. And, uh, dude, that guy was getting – speaking of getting roasted on Twitter last night. I mean, he must have said that a thousand times. Rachel, I mean, I, I'm i not even going to act surprised because you know where you heard it first. Uh, she gave him the boot. Uh, yeah, dude, it that was – That was Serena P. That's what I meant. I was looking at yeah. Rachel's name on the board. Yeah, she's the one that – well, I'm not even going to go there. But, yeah, she had a, a a little spill early on there. But, yeah, Serena P, you know – Spoiler alert that I've already given you. I've already spoiled it if you've gotten this far. She's gone. She ain't coming back. She's been gone since the yoga. I could see it in her eyes. Uh, break it down for us, Big Hawk. Okay, so you brought her up
1: first. We'll start with Serena P., my absolute favorite on the whole show. Um, yeah, she has been – I think she's an amazing person, and I'll be damned. Uh I feel weird saying this, but, yeah, I think she was – he, head over heels, my favorite girl on the whole show. Um, all right, so I'll just dive into it. Uh, so they had their um, their hometowns. Uh, we'll just start with Serena P because uh, we took it there. Sleep, you kind of called this one from the get. Um, and I, I'll take it back all the way to their first one-on-one. If you listen to our podcast, I I, I remember when after they had that one-on-one, and I said, I don't think Serena P is that into him. And what this hometown, we saw it all along, then you take it back to where sleep said, you talk about the yoga, how awkward that moment was. And then so when they get to their hometowns um, with Serena P., her sister, who, how old is her sister? Because she looks good. She looks like she's on her way to being a smoke show. I don't want to say something if she's like, you never know nowadays. She also
0: might look like she's on her way to getting a driver's license. Yeah.
1: So she might not have her license. Um, but her family looks good. Her mom looks good. Um, so this is like naturally when you see that, you're like, oh, this girl's going to age like wine. She's only going to get better when you see her mom. Her mom looks good. So you're like, mm. You could see Matt being like, yes, but the sister and Serena P had a heart to heart. And in that heart to heart, I think her sister verified what Serena was feeling all along. And what it did, what it did is it took the pressure off of Serena's like, you know what? You're right. I've been feeling this deep down. I'm glad you said something because this is how I feel. And what do you think about
0: so, it? So this is the funny thing about the sister is because we were even talking about this last night, like all these conversations. I even asked the gr- the squad, which we got to remember to talk about like our whole environment for a uh, Fauci proof watch party last night. But basically I asked the, the, the fellas, I was like, have any of you ever talked to your family like this about a relationship? And everybody just laughed and said, no, of course. Because it's all forced and it's all there for the drama. Like, the parents are just like, I don't want to know. I don't need to know. I'm going to stay out of it. But the sister, that was a real conversation. Mm-hmm. And that was the one that mattered. And it was nailing the coffin once. Uh, I don't remember her sister's name. Doesn't really matter how old she was. But that's, yeah, it was done at that point.
1: Yeah, her sister verified it. And, um, you know, it weighed on her mind. Um, I don't think Matt provided her enough depth and i really don't think they had chemistry at all and this isn't like a this isn't a knock on matt or his personality but he never really broke down that wall of like you know this is who truly who i am and you could see like what do they have in common like i, I couldn't see like serena p and matt okay those two people they're totally different what do they have in common what are they going to do when they're off the show and real life hits them
0: yeah, he's got, like, so she's just, like, well-rounded, bubbly. You can tell she could walk into any situation, hang out, fit in, doesn't matter. And Matt, like, you know, the show tries to tries to show, you know, that he – but he's, he's kind of stiff, man. Like, he doesn't have a – he's not very charismatic. Like, he seems nice. He seems genuine. He seems, like – the reason he's single is because he's been friends with every girl he's ever known. And, uh, and I think that's the real delineation there is just, you know, this girl knew that she was just going to have to extract bone marrow from this guy for the rest of her life, trying to have conversations with him. And she was like, dude, this ain't it. Yeah. I did a little research on
1: Serena. I don't know if you call it research stalking. Look at her Instagram. She's a, she's a dancer. And, uh, you could tell, like, I, I just don't think her and Matt would click. Um, you know, it's like, you know, Serena brings Matt around her friends and you could just tell it would be like an awkward time because, um, Matt's a little socially awkward and I'm not saying I'm not socially awkward. I am socially awkward, but I could see that being like a tough groundbreaker, like icebreaker, to like get people to like Matt like that. But, um, she kept it real. She gone, um, and she was my favorite, and maybe she'll be the bachelorette. I don't know. Maybe we'll see her back on the show because we want, we want love for Serena P because she was real. She went to Matt and said, no, nah, I ain't feeling this. You're not good enough. My heart's not in it and left. And we know damn well that a couple other girls are feeling like that, but they're staying on. And why are they staying on? We don't know. But Serena P kept it real. That's why I love her.
0: Yeah. Shout out to a, a count on Instagram Big Hawk found called the Bachelor Windmill because that's they were, they were the first one I saw at least. I mean, I thought Katie had a strong chance of being the Bachelorette it's Serena P all day long. I mm-hmm. mean, Lord of mercy. They got to lock this girl down and put her under contract immediately. Cause it'd be a great season. She's attractive. She's friendly. You know, she's like, she's like, she's not just like pretty. She's, you know, whatever, all this type of shit that you're looking for in a bachelor that ain't just bat shit crazy, and yeah. uh, she does remind me a little bit about uh, old Tayshawn now that I think of it. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I thought she was great, and she knew that she was too great for old uh, Gumby, old Frozone, <laughs> and uh, and she uh, she hit the road.
1: Yeah, so um, what tell you, <sighs> you hit the
0: ground. Oh, our girl Rachel. I'll uh, I'll lead into that. Yeah, one. go ahead. Dude, she uh so first of all, my man Matt looked, in all in fairness to Matt, looked just like Sleep Dog would look skydiving. No chance. No, absolutely no chance. This dude, when he was falling down, like he looked like oh man. Anyway, he looked like one of those videos when they put you on the um on the human slingshot and act like they your belts your seatbelts untied and then they hit the button. I mean he just was freaking out, looking all uh, special and you know. But the but the latter half of his ride, you know, he came down nice, smooth landing and uh, oh Rachel. But dude. God, so she hits the ground, right? And, Mm -hmm. of course, they dramatize it. I don't know if anybody noticed, but her hair looks like the scarecrow, right? She's got hay in it and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing, frame changes, and it's all brushed, and all this stuff's gone, which I caught because I catch these things. And then uh, Matt sits there and says something about, like, it's crazy to think about what it could be like in a situation where you could have been gone. I was like, dude, this girl might have gotten a bruise. And this dude, this dude's sitting here talking about like, she almost died. Like, oh, dude, that was roast fest for this guy.
1: Yeah. And the way he ran over there. Oh my God, Rachel, you know, get, give us, get, get real. Uh, and we'll also, we'll lead into this. Uh, how about Rachel's car? What in the hell? Is she, I thought she was driving a damn go-kart. Uh, we made fun of
0: Heather coming up, pulling up in a minivan. She pulled up in a – I don't know what the hell it is. That was it a is. Plymouth Prowler, and immediately our man, uh, Sheed the Prez Mastermind, a.k.a. Don't Pick What He Picks, was telling us how expensive this car is. So we immediately look it up on the internet. You can buy one for yourself for between three and $5,000 right now. I mean, this car was like laughable. Like, where did they find a Plymouth fucking Prowler? Anyway.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm out on that. I would have, yeah, she would have lost a rose pulling up in that. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so they had that little moment. um, And Matt has like a little heartache. Oh, I can't see me without you. Like that's when you know it gets real. Uh, We all know the consequences when you jump out of a fucking plane. There's a good chance that you might hit the ground pretty fucking hard. Um, But uh, listen. Uh, I will say one thing. Rachel's dad, nah, she mm-hmm. is not feeling that. She is not feeling this whole situation. You could tell, guys. I don't know. You you won't catch Rachel's dad without a drink in his hand. I will notice that. Like he could, like he was putting down them cold ones. Uh, like they weren't gonna they weren't gonna stop. And uh, yeah, he was not feeling it. And uh, I'll be interested to see what that uh comes about. Like. What effect does that have on Rachel? Um, but uh I honestly Rachel kind of lost some points for me. I, I was uh, I was thinking she was a top three for me. Um I don't I'm not that big of a fan, uh, to be honest with you. I just I can't really pinpoint it. And I'm not talking about what has happened post Bachelor. I'm talking about based off this laps, last last episode, I'm out on her.
0: Yeah, she cooled off a little bit. Dad was probably the highlight of the show other than her hitting the deck. Uh, Old Eric Estrada from Chips, for those of you that are uh, around my age, uh, probably a little older. But, yeah, that's who he looks like. And you're right. This dude is uh, just just hammering brews for obvious reasons because he was just like, why am I on The Bachelor? Um, She... Astute observation thought all these all these people lived in the very similar houses, not realizing they were all flown into the same house that was another uh another conversation altogether, But, yeah, I agree man Rachel's just cooling off on me like she's she's hot and cold, like yeah forgetting all the stuff that's come out after the fact mm-hmm. she just sort of seems like uh I don't know not really the total package for me. I've always thought that Michelle was like the least in the looks category, but had the best vibe. Uh, and then, and then Brie is one of those little—you uh, know, she's just been sneaking up on me. And uh, I would—I, you know, I thought for a second she might not get. I think it wasn't me that thought that. Someone else might have been big. Me, big Hulk didn't think he. I thought thought old uh, old uh, Frozone was about to pull the pull the rose back on her last night, but he didn't. And, mm-hmm. uh, she stuck around and I think if he's wise, that was a good decision. Now I'm starting to wonder if this is going to be one of those things I hear about where it get all the way to the end of this shit. And it got some, uh, ring from, from Zales and somebody says no.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. I'll start with Brie. Um, uh, she gained a lot of respect from me. Um, during this episode, um, I thought she looked unbelievable. I think she's very, very attractive. Um, And I think her mom kind of kept it real, too. Um, But uh, uh, also, her sister did look good. But we need to verify her age before we can actually talk about that. Because nowadays, you just don't know. Um, And I hate saying this, but she might not have her permit, not her driver's license. She might not have her permit. So we need to be careful what we're talking about there. But um uh, yeah, Bree's mom. I was talking to the fact checker on the way over here. We kinda run through the bachelor's uh before I come on the pod. And I was like, Man, Bree's mom's thick as oatmeal and uh she was a thicken and uh apparently she just had a baby and I did not know that. I was like, Well she's doing pretty good for just having a baby. Um but um Yeah, Brie. I thought her mom was real. I liked her sister, too. Um, There wasn't a lot of craziness that happened on this visit right here. I felt like they had a good vibe, um, but we'll see what
0: happens. Sometimes it's just about – You know, it's not who makes the most noise. It's not who makes the least noise. It's about who makes no noise at all. And that was really kind of how it went with her. She just sort of was like, you know what, we got, or maybe she didn't know this, but she knew she had all this stuff going on with what's her face and Serena P. And then Rachel's about to, uh, you know, might have to, might be on crutches at Rose Ceremony, which isn't a good look. So I think she just laid low and was like, yo, here's my family, and uh, yeah, that was uh, it was pretty pretty vanilla um yeah which turned out to be the right strategy
1: Mm -hmm. and then we have michelle from my take they have a good chemistry uh her dad was pretty old school i like that convo but you know our parents are pretty welcoming um they kind of fed into the whole bachelor show like oh my god my daughter's in love like i could see this kind of like they they fell into the moment of being like they didn't come at it from they didn't come at it from the angle you come at came come at approach this show. They didn't give us the realist like, listen, how do you see yourself after the show? Like what's gonna happen? And then I think Matt said, Hey, I might move to Minnesota. Listen. Whoa, Tonto. Do not move to Minnesota. <laughs> do
0: not move to, to Minnesota. Not,
1: who, moves to, who willingly moves to Minnesota? Like hey Paul Moller wouldn't move to Minnesota. No, I wouldn't move to Minnesota at all. And uh, hell, it's cold. People, it is cold. M- Minnesota is, no, huh, hell no. Mm-mm. And listen, if she loves Matt, hell, ain't nobody trying to live in Minnesota. We can anywhere go anywhere but
0: Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. That's
1: what they can do. Um, I go Montana. Montana. Um, <laughs> Alaska. Yeah. It's North Pole.
0: Yeah. Doesn't matter. Just Minnesota. No. Yeah.
1: No, sir. Um, good vibe. Pretty boring. Uh, they they rode the little bikes and then delivered newspapers uh, to the uh, neighborhood. Um, and then they played basketball to, to close out the little segment with them, which was kind of corny as hell. Um, Except
0: for mom with that just stone-cold jumper. Yeah. Remember Ma- that? And wasn't Michelle the
1: teacher? Yeah, Michelle was the teacher. So, she also played basketball too. in college. Matt, I mean... Hell, Matt looked like a damn – I mean, he looked like he was blindfolded when he was trying to shoot. Like
0: DeAndre Jordan from the free throw line, just throwing up just masonry. But, uh, dude, I thought that's one of the other talking points we thought was super weird. Like, could you imagine getting a permission slip from your kid's school that's like, hey, is it okay if uh, we show your seven-year-old child on The Bachelor a show about essentially – infidelity, uh, uh, inf- infidelity of the tongue. Uh, and they're asking these kids all these questions. I was like, dude, this is just weird. Like, why are there children involved in this?
1: Yeah. Don't bring the kids in into this.
0: Mrs. Michelle whatever her name is and, and also we
1: talked about this I mean if this guy couldn't laugh his way through that whole segment with his corny cheese ball laugh
0: mm.
1: man I it's just like it breaks up every moment with that awkward laugh and it's just driving me crazy I just can't wait till we can get over this whole bachelor I th- really think the network has done a bad job with this one I mean they it just just hadn't been what we wanted so
0: yeah, we got uh, – we're down to the three. We got we got Michelle, we got Bree, and we got Rachel. Uh, barring any unforeseen uh, – what was her name? Sarah, the hairstylist? Or no, the uh, journalist? Hey, man, I still think she might come back. Never know. Uh, that would
1: be a curveball. But that, next week, I don't know, sleeps a, a newcomer to the Bachelor series, Bachelor, Bachelorette. We have fantasy suites. Um, this oh, is a, yeah. Yeah. So this is a real unique situation sleep. This is where they go on a date. And then at the end of the date, Matt has a room called the fantasy suite. It's supposed to be a decked out suite. And, uh, Matt gives them like a formal invitation at the end of the date and invites them to the fantasy suite and they can accept or decline. Of course they all accept and no cameras allowed. Ooh, wow. Them in the night in the fantasy suite.
0: Mm, well, let's just say I can't imagine that being any more awkward or any less awkward than every uh every other engagement that I've seen oh uh, crazy eyes in, so yeah, that's all I remember now the teaser is him uh a, he's like rubbing oil all over people, and he's bawling his eyes out. And I mean, I just don't think he knows whether he's coming or going. Uh, no. Certainly not looking like he's going to get married to anybody except Michelle. Although Bree quit her job, so that's uh, you know she's all in. And then old Rachel, you know, mm, there's a few a few few question marks about that yeah. one. So I'm not sure you know what to expect, which I think is the point. You know, so um, I guess we're going to find out. Uh, I don't know when the next one starts. Like, yeah, a, I don't know if
1: like the next one is a. Uh, so next week we have a tell all with all the girls coming on oh, that's high the drama. They that come is the in, one. they yeah. just let the they just go at each other. So we're looking forward to that. The queen is back. We'll <laughs> see the queen in action. High drama. We saw her crying on the preview. Um. We're going to dive into that one next uh, episode, too. Yeah, that's going to be exciting.
0: God, there's just so much on the horizon. Uh, Bachelorette just delivering. I don't know when basketball plays again. Uh, I don't know. Wednesday Marquette. Wednesday Marquette. Tomorrow. Have Have we played since we played Louisville? Uh nope. Okay. Good. 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 So I'm up to speed. Um yeah, anything else you want to cover here, Big Hawk? DMs. Uh yeah, the DM, that's right. So we got a DM.
1: Uh who would want who would I want to commentate with a post player from UNC? You go ahead and say who who you'd like to commentate with. Mine might be Rasheed Wallace. I think that'd be a good one. Also like Bobby Fraser. Uh that would be a great one, although we wouldn't we would argue the whole time. Um, And uh, maybe Michael Jordan, that would be a good one, but I, I'm not sure he would ever do that. Um, but, you go ahead. Who yeah, would you?
0: MJ is just default answer. So that's mm. not even fun. Great call on Rasheed Wallace. I think that would be awesome. Probably a big one for me would be like James Worthy. I met James Worthy one time. He's like the nicest human being I've ever met. Uh just awesome. Anton Jameson is also like high IQ guy. Uh met him before and he was super nice, dude. Um, uh, yeah, probably uh probably I'm trying to think here in that order. James Worthy would be would be high on the list. Um since you already took Rasheed Wallace, I met Rasheed Wallace. So I don't think Rasheed likes me, but <laughs> Rashid, if you're out there, man, like it wasn't my fault. Uh, yeah, I think um, like Phil Ford is cool. That would be awesome, but yeah, uh, yeah mainly I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Big Game James. All right, so we
1: got one more from Ali, and uh, Ali kind of hit us with you know some maybe a question we've been kind of dodging. I don't really think we're informed about this one, but how are you feeling about the Rachel controversy, controversy and, uh, how Chris, uh, Harrison dealt with it, uh, while talking to Lindsay of all people, uh, Rachel Lindsay. And has it changed how you feel about her on the show? It has changed. Um, I do think Rachel needs to address this. The thing that I have an issue with is Chris Harrison talking for Rachel, uh, Rachel is not contract. Uh, she's not obligated contractually to not talk about this. So, uh, yeah, Rachel needs to speak up and we need to hear her voice, uh, on this situation. I don't like how Chris Harrison dealt with it. I think he needs to be more open-minded and, uh, listen to, uh, especially, you know, as we're learning things and trying to get better as a society. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, I don't like the way you handled it one bit. And it does make me look at Rachel bad. I can't deny it. I don't I didn't like Rachel to begin with after I hear that. I don't like her even less.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. There's a lot going on there. The one thing that I'll say about it is is it's a ten- sensitive subject that I don't know enough about. But uh yeah, if uh if it comes out that a lot of this stuff is true, yeah, I mean the court public opinion is where she'll get tried and where they'll both get tried. It'll be interesting to see. You'll know how serious it is if our boy or old, old boy Chris Harrison doesn't come back for the next season. Then you'll know it's the real deal. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's hard not to not to wonder, uh, you know, if there's fire near that smoke. So, um, yeah, I agree with everything Sleep just said.
1: I think you kind of said it better than I did. Uh, we're not really that informed, but no, we're not
0: about that. Hey, uh, Kyle Rushing. By the way, Big Hawk said you did an awesome job calling the game. He said he thinks you would make a great commentator. I appreciate that, Kyle. Uh,
1: I don't think you're the only one. Uh, so, uh, But the fact that you even DM'd us means
0: a lot. Uh, hopefully you're liking the episodes too. And uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, that is a wrap from the DMs save uh waffle house's biggest fan but we'll uh uh, he's actually on hold right now and uh unfortunately cam we're gonna run out of time before we get a chance to bring you on so you know maybe next segment we can uh Mm -hmm. we can get to some of those dms you keep sending uh asking us about what we would order if we went to um to waffle house
1: yeah hopefully tiger woods is uh okay and uh we'll have more to report
0: on that and uh stay safe until then stay safe